Hello and welcome to another episode of the Game of Loans podcast and today I am very very excited because I'm joined by Chris Target who for those that don't know um, is the owner of Social for Brokers. So um, Chris basically is a bit of a social media guru and helps mortgage brokers to utilize social media to find new clients, grow their online presence, grow their business. And um, although you might be thinking, Sam, I'm a property investor, I'm a business owner, what relevance has content for brokers got to do with me? Well, the answer is everything. What's going to work for a broker will work for anyone across um, any kind of business. And what me and Chris discussed today is probably one of my favorite subjects, which is marketing your business online and growing your business, whether you're a property investor, whether you're a business owner, you know, whether you sell mattresses um, at, uh, at, a, at a market, it does not matter. Having an online presence is the way forward. And we discuss a multitude of different ways of doing that and loads of tips and tricks today on this show. So I really, really, really hope that you enjoy it as much as I had fun talking to Chris and recording it. If you do love it as much as I did, Please, please, please do share it about. Do the usual. Take a screenshot, post it to your stories on Facebook uh, and Instagram. Tag both me and Chris in it. The links are in the show notes. And um, yeah, we would much appreciate it because we just want as many people to benefit um, from the information as possible. So look, enough chatting from me. Let's get on to the, onto the main event. Um, here is my chat with the awesome Chris Target. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Game Alone's podcast. I'm delighted today to be joined by Chris Target from Social for Brokers and we're going to talk all about social media today which is one of my favourite things. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, sounds good. Yeah, so Chris, look, um, you're all over Instagram which is how we became friends Um, but for those not in the know, can you give us a quick sort of one, two minutes on who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. So my name's Chris Target. Um, and I run social for brokers. That's my main business. And what I do is I help uh, specifically mortgage advisors and mortgage brokers help with their social media. So uh, in this world now, we know that a lot of people haven't got much time and mortgage brokers are probably the people that start at eight in the morning and finish at eight at night, which Sam was saying. (laughs) Um, So it's for me, it's all about helping them grow their brand on social media, especially in their local area. And I love being able to to work with mortgage brokers um, over kind of a six, 12 months period and just see their business grow. It's nice for them to come back and say, Chris, it's phenomenal. People are talking about me on social media. Whereas six months ago, I didn't even have a Facebook page. So that is, that's what I do on a day-to-day basis. Do you know what? Um, you, you, you've said something there that I, I, I definitely get this. So this is, as a broker myself, there is, I don't think there's no, there's no better feeling. There's two, two things. No better feeling than one of these two things. Either, either um, somebody randomly contacting you on social media, whether it be like a message request on Facebook or a message request on Instagram, those two things, like just message requests. The fact somebody is just trying to <laughs> contact me, out, yeah. it, it doesn't, doesn't even know who I am and saying, <laughs> I followed you, I had somebody the other day, I watched one of your TikTok videos and I really liked your uh, YouTube channel, could you help me with a bridging loan? I mean, that's like, there's nothing better than that. <laughs> and the other one is when you're on Facebook and you get a notification that somebody um, has, like in a, in a property group or something said, oh, can anyone recommend a, a broker to help with this? And then your name has been tagged in it. There's nothing better than that. Word of mouth, it's the biggest form of advertising and people pass up on it. And I think it's died off the last few years, but now social media is so big. It's so easy just to recommend people, isn't it? Mm. Um, I complete, I know what you mean. I, I was emailing a client the other day and um, I said, look, what kind of designs are you looking for on your social media? What do you like? What don't you like? And he went, Chris, these are my favorite three posts that you've released in the last five months. I was like, whoa, I said, you've been following me for five months. He said, yeah, I love this post because of this. I love this. And I was like, wow, that's, it's, it's quite, um, it's humbling, really. You don't because... really think about it, do you? Because like, no. I don't know if, you, I don't know if you're, you're a bit like me, because I know that we're both, we're both people that really enjoy creating content and, and actually enjoy yeah. the process of doing it uh, and the creative side behind it. And sometimes I do feel like I'm sitting here with Canva open. Uh, and I know you've, you've helped me with, with a few tips on Canva in the past, but, um, <laughs> you know, I've got it open and I'm just, you know, mucking around on it. And then I post something. And then suddenly you get all this feedback and you, it's almost, it's still, I mean, I've been trying to do this for sort of two, two, yeah, three years, but it's amazing sometimes when you get that, 
that reply somebody actually takes the time to see your post and go this was really helpful and this is the reason why it's just it's an yes, amazing yeah. feeling and it's without even realizing because you make it you make your posts on the computer you've got your music on you're not speaking to anybody you're just going through this thought process of this is how i want the post to look and i suppose you do think this is the outcome i want to have but we all everybody's thought oh if i upload this post i'm going to get so much interaction you upload it and it flops yeah right but then there's the other one that you upload um about a chocolate bar because i did this one on world chocolate day and think oh i'll pop that out and it just went crazy and i think yeah. oh wait a minute what i perceive as a good idea sometimes isn't what people will respond to mm. but you're sat there making the post thinking not even thinking about about that interaction but then people start coming to me wow that's I've created that's something that I've done that somebody has uh, commented on. So yeah, yeah, it is it is nice to put things out there and have have a response from them. Yeah, and I think um, you know, and obviously that a lot of the people that will be listening to this this podcast, there are going to be a lot of mortgage brokers probably listening. There's going to be property investors, people in the in the property community anyway, and and, and business owners and stuff like that. Um, I certainly know for being a broker and seeing um, you know what other brokers do there's not that many of us brokers out there that are really pushing social media um so it was actually really interesting when i came across your your profile and, and started to see what you were doing and the service you were providing to brokers specifically um because i was thinking this is yeah, this is not something that very very many brokers not even not even not do just don't even see the importance of it or don't see the power of it and do you get a certain yeah. i suppose I was going to ask you, do you actually get some people that you're communicating with that just don't see that and you have to kind of almost have objections that you've got to try and overcome to, to let them, to make um, them see the light, basically? I have, I have had people before and it's not that they don't know how important it is because I feel if somebody's coming to me, they know what I do, they know they need to be on social media. But what I have to explain to some people, and, and some clients have left me in the past as they do in business because they don't realize how long it actually takes. Mm. It's not a case of you upload a few posts and everybody's messaging you going, Oh my God, you put a Facebook post up about a dog. I want to do a mortgage with you. It doesn't happen. <laughs> but what will happen is if you do that consistently over the six to 12 months and they find out that you're, you've got a cockapoo that you love to bits and you do mortgages for people on the dog walking society and you upload posts about life insurance slowly but surely they're built they're buying into you as a person as a mortgage broker mm. i do have some brokers that that i've worked with for say two months and a turn around and say well i'm not getting in leads if you're getting leads after two months i would really question how serious those leads were mm -hmm. or if you run really expensive um paid campaigns to try and get remortgage cases if somebody's filling out a form online for something that is one of their biggest assets in the world then are they actually buying into you as a person yeah. or do they just want that quick fix yeah. so for me it's it's building them um not well their personal brand it's everybody's using this at the moment it's personal brand mm. but it's building them as a as a thought leader in their area as a mortgage broker that's what i'm there to help them with yeah and it's it's a, it's, a, it's a strange one because you talk about sort of as a thought leader for me and this is going to sound wrong and I, and I really don't mean it in the way that it's probably going to going to sound but i see social media as an opportunity to show off my knowledge um and i don't mean that in a, in a like a, oh I'm, I'm a show off i'm trying to say i'm better than anyone else it's my way of completely uninvasively if that's not is that is even a word um it's a word now <laughs> it is a word now i'm putting it in the dictionary is is getting the showing people what i know about what i know and there's yeah. very very few opportunities to actually do that in a way that could also be very interactive where somebody can come back and, and ask you more about what you're telling them. Um, and that's, yeah. that's, that's what I actually think of the, the, you know, the beauty of social media. And as we were talking about offline, one thing I never do is sell on social media because people don't come on social media to be sold to. And when they are sold to, they switch off. Um, and yeah. I complete, I did this completely by accident. I didn't, I didn't think, um, Oh, I need to not sell to these people. It's my strategy it just suddenly dawned on me sort of seven, eight months after starting my Instagram profile that I'd never once put anything on there to say, here's my, here's my number, call me if you want a mortgage. But I was getting leads and I was thinking, hang on a second, like, have I just come across something really 
really weird here that, that no one else knows about. Turns out I did some research and a lot of people know about it. But, um, but I forgot to have sold multi-million pound books on it. But yeah, it, exactly. But I just I thought, hang on a second. Yeah, this, 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 is, this is crazy. So, so you know, when, when, you're, when you're speaking to these clients and they're, they're expecting the world um, after three or four posts a week for a couple of, a couple of months, you know, this is what it all comes down to as well, isn't it? It's, it's the long game. You, you've almost got to enjoy the process of, of being online and doing the marketing or find someone like yourself that is. Yeah, exactly. You've got to enjoy it. And that's why I do get hired a lot by people is because they, by mortgage brokers, it's having the time and maybe the, the passion for it, really. The, they want, they've got the passion to grow their name and their business, of course, because otherwise, why would people be in business? Mm. But they don't necessarily have that passion to put those thought process into ideas. Yeah. So you might come to me and say, Chris, I want to do a big post on remortgages. Can you come up with an idea? I'll go away and say, right, well, somebody wants to do a remortgage. They want to release some cash, maybe. Don't we do a post around that beautiful bifold door open plan kitchen that you've always dreamed about mm. now if you're watching what are you watching at the minute um let's love, say somebody's watching love island and they're scrolling through on the on the um on the adverts are they going to respond more to get a remortgage from me or mm. are they going to respond to a post that says have you ever dreamt about that do you know what I mean that bifold door kitchen at the back of the house I mean, you're, you're speaking my language because I definitely have. I, I, already, I already want to know how to do this. <laughs> but this is the thing. So it's, it's for me to, to come with the, those ideas. For, sorry, I've gone off on a tangent now. I can't remember what we were speaking about. We were just, I think we were just talking about not, not selling. And, not and, selling, yeah. So yeah. adding value to people's lives. And it is, it's, this is what the, the big companies are so good at. If you think, I always relate it to, say, like the lockdown adverts is, Virgin Media, well, if you think of how many people needed to either increase their package or were thinking of maybe moving from BT to Virgin Media mm. because they're going to be working from home a lot more, Virgin Media could have easily put adverts out there and said, we're doing a special offer, we will cut your bills in half, come to us. But instead what they did, they did a huge campaign around people being at home. And if you remember, they did loads of videos of grandma and granddad yeah zoo kids or yeah i do remember that now actually um, yeah yeah I, I, as you were going that, as you were talking about i was like oh, i can't remember this this is going to be awkward you can remember it now remember it now yeah, yeah but then people have bought into virgin because they're bringing value to that person's life by actually making them a relatable company mm -hmm. could have been so easy for them to advertise and sell which they didn't but they've done exactly what you spoke about taken a step back and added some value to people's lives that's mm. that's what you need to do on social media and it just goes to show that yeah okay you know i'm mortgage broker you work predominantly with, with mortgage brokers but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what you're doing you've got you've got to have that relatability and you i i find actually that pardon me the most important thing nowadays is you mentioned it the cheesy word personal brand um but people enjoy finding out about the, the people behind the business um and, you know, I've always said, well, my business partner, Engin's always said, right, Sam, you can just be the face of the business. I don't want to get in, involved in that. And I say, look, great. That, that's absolutely fine. Not because I'm egotistical, because I'm just more comfortable doing it. And I understand yeah. the benefits of it. You know, people want a human being to, to think about. And you talk about the, the you know, the Virgin, um, Virgin Media as, a, as an example. There's actually two Virgin Media examples, I think, which is um, obviously number one, head of Virgin, Richard Branson, very interesting person quite a likable person i i've read all his books and every single one of them are, are brilliant um yeah. and i know he's had a bit of bad press recently but everyone at the top has bad press but cool. he is he's a figurehead of that business he doesn't own most of it but he is a figurehead of that business he is the personal brand you know more recently with, with virgin um, uh, fiber optic broadband and some of that they were using usain bolt i think weren't they um yeah. so again you know it, it's a person that's involved what in that great brand. move that is it's like, what, what a fantastic yeah. uh, thing that was so it's on the smaller scale for the stuff that you and i get involved with on a daily basis every single person that has a company has their own personal brand that they can utilize as well. And it's not just about putting post after post after post of you can get an 85% mortgage now, or you get those bifold doors by refinancing your property. Um, or if you're a property investor, you know, this is the deal that I'm currently, you know, we're currently working on at ABC homes, you know, actually getting a camera in front of your face and talking to it and, and adding some relatable 
human interaction to it is probably the most important thing. A lot of people find a lot of people find video very hard. Um, mm. There's two things I want to touch on there. The, the first thing is one person that uses video that is absolutely amazing. Is it is somebody I've got friendly with on LinkedIn. Um, text him there as a good friend speak to him over the phone his name's ben moore and he works for exp estate agents now he is all about bringing the personal edge to the facebook page so or any of his social media channels now he will just talk about himself talk about the properties what he found he went to an evaluation of a property he went through the door and on the table was a coffee with two sugars and i think it was a mars bar his favorite chocolate bar now this woman had followed him for six months and knows his favorite coffee and his favorite chocolate bar. If that's not the, t the cream of the crop in personal branding, he doesn't have to do anything then. She's already bought into him. He could just get that bit of paperwork out and go sign there. And she's already bought into him. That's where it helps. So with video, that is exactly the best part of video is giving you personal brand. Yeah. Without video, if you are a bit hesitant of doing videos, try and create posts that are mainly interactive so for example i did one for a few people that were um based on um, based around world gin day which was one mm. of the awareness days that was about and what we got people to put on there is please put in your favorite gin and tonic and what people put in raspberry gin and tonic whatever it may be well the mortgage broker then can jump back on and go jane smith that's my favorite rhubarb and gin as well i love it have you tried this one mm. and it just starts a conversation well, when Jane Smith walks through that door for a mortgage appointment, you've already broke the ice because she can walk in and go, did you have your rhubarb and gin at the weekend? Do you know what yeah. I mean? That's, that's the, that is the power of social media, but you've got to make sure if you're not doing videos, you need to interact with all the comments. Yeah, exactly. And do you know, you, you talk about that sort of that knowledge of, of, of stuff, the amount of people, you know, I mean, maybe too much. You know, I talk about my wife quite a lot in terms of what she's up to, and that she, you know, when she when she's tired of me getting on social media and stuff, kind of make it almost a bit of a joke. But always, you know, giving her the greatest amount of respect. I show pictures of my cats all the time when we when we got a new one recently that was up there. I talk about my football club and my rugby club quite a lot. You know, when I'm getting annoyed, and and actually the amount of people I've actually had. Can you believe this? In the last um, few months, I actually had someone reach out to me um, who supports the same rugby club as me and said, you know, I want to get into property. Um, and to be honest, I come across you and I saw that you're a Saracens fan, and I thought, well, who, who better to who who better to help me with with my, with my finance uh, and getting into property than somebody that supports the same rugby team as me? So the fact that that the fact that they knew that I supported Saracens was the sole purpose that they. I mean, hopefully they looked at some of my other stuff and thought yeah he actually knows what he's talking about as well but maybe that was the, the straw that broke the camel's back that was the defining little bit that just gave me the that option to speak to them rather it's, than somebody else i used to call it in the estate agency world it used to be a friend finder mm. so if i was going around somebody's house and doing an evaluation and i spotted a set of golf clubs well that was it but they were my best friend then because i play golf that's it right i'll find you at your seven iron where do you play what do you play off and what people may think is you, I mean, you're the kind of person that would put that video out there anyway, but if you were somebody that was a bit more hesitant, they might have thought, why do people want to hear about Saracens? I'm not going to do that video about the Saracens mm. this week. Yet you didn't know that four months later, you were maybe going to land a client that was going to be with you for the next 15, 20 years who introduces you to 50 people. Mm. You'd never have thought that doing the Saracens video. Exactly. But and that's, that's, that's why. Because this is the thing, I think, is that whether you're a property sourcer, whether you're an insurance broker, whether you're, um, I don't know, an HMO landlord, you're always, you're always on the lookout for people that you need to work with because that's how business is done. Um, and there's no way, really, of knowing whether you're the best at what you do. There's no way that anyone could know whether I was the best mortgage broker in the country. I might be, I might not be, probably not, to be honest. But, you know, because, but, I, but I'm doing lots of other how stuff. Is it, how is it? How is yeah, it defined? How is it you know, there's so, so, very, so many variables. So the, the, the best way of defining whether you're the right broker for that person is if they like you. Um, 
and you and only need to be good enough like at the job yeah and the social media is where you can get them to like you but what there's this um thing is in marketing is it like the seven points of contact rule or something yeah. like that you know what i'm talking about and that just allows you to basically amp up the volume of that and uh and get right, to those to hand, seven hand touches now the new rule is hand sanitized before the first five touches yeah fair enough yeah, otherwise otherwise you're, you're sending it all around <laughs> social media yeah <laughs> but it but it is, it is right. It takes, it's like you think if you, if you saw a TV advert today, say if there was a competitor against Sainsbury's and they said, right, all of our shopping is 20% off, you probably wouldn't, you probably wouldn't go. Next weekend, they run the same advert. You see that advert five times, you think, mm. oh, we'll give it a go. It's, you're never going to make that, make the contact on the first, um, the first point of contact, sorry. Mm. You're never going to really reach out. And that's why you say you probably in the same boat as me, you have customers come to you and say, I've been following you for the last three months. Yeah, exactly. It, it, they've, they've looked at your content. They've built up a relationship with you without even knowing. Well, this is, it. this is the, this is the strangest thing, Chris, which is so weird now is that I will get people, I'll be speaking to people and I've actually had people say to me, do you know what's really weird, Sam, is that we're having a conversation now and I recognize your voice and I can picture you in, 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 in my, in my head as to you know what you look like as you're talking to me on the phone you've got no idea who i am and that's really creepy i'm like it is quite creepy isn't it actually <laughs> but i don't it's, i don't really like a mind stalker, that. isn't it yeah and and i think i've had i had had, had one person that sort of said oh you know i find i find this a bit peculiar actually this is this i'm finding this really really weird and i said well great why don't we just jump on a zoom call instead and, and that'll be that'll be easier and she said she, yeah. she said yes that's fine um but yeah it is peculiar but it's also really cool at the same time because um it's nice that people because i'm quite um I'm quite chilled out and relaxed in terms of my demeanor with clients anyway. Um, mm, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not that stuffy mortgage broker that sits there in a shirt and tie and goes through a fact find, you know, question by question. I'd rather just have a conversation with people, figure out what they like and what they don't like. And, you know, we'll take it from right there. Way to do business. And um, yeah, but it's all, it's all individual, isn't it? Some people like that. Some people don't. And the thing is for me, um, I, tr I truly believe actually going off on a, on a mini tangent, what I was saying, but um social media actually gives you the opportunity to actually get people who are like you to to gravitate towards you it's that opportunity to, to to bring the kind of clients you actually want to work with to you and actually probably dispel some of the clients that maybe you don't want to work with that won't buy into the way that you're doing things online almost like um, social media is and i've never spoke about this but thinking about it it's like a try before you buy isn't it mm. because if i am a a person who wants everything very formal then if i go across all of the social media channels and i look at yourself maybe i'm not wanting somebody who is a bit more relaxed who is a bit more open but if i'm somebody like me and i'm looking through social media i definitely want to deal with you because i've watched five of your videos i know that this is what you do you've advertised the fact of the business that you can provide without advertising it if that makes sense mm -hmm. uh, i've got a feel for who you are you know what I mean? What your likes and what your dislikes are. I've already made the decision to, to use you before I've even phoned up and booked an appointment. This is it. And this is, again, this is across the board. We, I, I know that we, we, we're talking about brokers, obviously, because it's our, our thing, which is good. But to people listening that are not brokers, this doesn't, this isn't just about service industry providers. This is, no. this is everywhere. You know, this is what I, what I've always said is that the most incredible thing. And again, you know, I speak to people now and they think that, oh, you know, you, you, you've got X amount of followers and you do this and the other, you, you know, must really, you know, you're just some kind of expert in it. I'm not, I, I've just learned it as I've got. You're just being yourself. And I have that epiphany, these little epiphanies as I go. And, and one of them was this, this moment where I suddenly thought this, that particular week, I think I just had quite a number of messages, more messages than I normally would for whatever reason. And all these people were like, um, some of them are even like, oh, do you have time to take me on as a client? You know, I, I, I'm not very experienced as a property investor. I'm thinking, what's going on? What's happening? You know, how, how are these people thinking that, like, that they, they're not, they always have to get to a certain level in order to become a client of mine? What yeah, well, a load I'll, of rubbish. I will literally I'll talk to anyone. <laughs> I'll squeeze you in between Tuesday. I've got Warren Buffett at four. Yeah. Probably squeeze you in about six o'clock. <laughs> Yeah, before I go for dinner with Bill Gates, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. But the thing is, is and, and look, I'm not saying this to 
to to to somehow try and uh, make myself look good it's it's to highlight the point that actually i think if you do do it right and you do genuinely come across as genuine and and yourself and and you maybe you know i i effing blind a little bit in some of the stuff that i do or you know you i might yourself, right, i yeah. might say stuff that's a little bit controversial in terms of you know i, I constantly am, am telling everyone to forget about interest rates because of the pain in my life um you know stuff like that that actually is the reason why those people reach out to to you and then once they've reached out to you you know they have made that decision subconsciously that they want to work with you they will be disappointed if they don't work with you then and that is where you're in a fantastic position because um i think it's, it's not because it's somehow somehow this thing of well you know you've got them then you know you don't have to make the sale all that kind of stuff it's actually, I think it's just conducive to a much better working relationship because they sort you out. They really want to work with you. And you, as a, you know, as no matter what you do, you should want to work with people like that. Somebody that genuinely wants to work with you. The worst thing in the world is a, with a broker is when you've got a client that's constantly going, nope, nope, I want, to, I want to do things a different way. Okay, great, do things a different way, but that's not the way I do things. So we don't work together. You want to work yeah. with those people that want to do things and see things the way that you do. And by putting out content after content after content, giving my impression of the mortgage market, talking about the way that I would structure certain finance deals, I'm going to get people that want to do that. I'm not going to get people that don't want to do that because they won't be following me. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's it. You, you're only going to deal with people that like you because mm. otherwise they wouldn't have contacted you. Yeah. And that's, that's social media. That, mm. that is it. It's very different to the days where you would hire, uh, you'd pay for a billboard for a month. And 500 people would see it and maybe 50 people phone you. The only reason they're calling you is because they've seen an advert on the road. Mm. Whereas the reason that you're calling people now is because they like the way that you present yourself. They like your voice. Mm -hmm. uh, voice is in kind of like the context and the copy of the, the post. Even though I'm now getting a bit of a brummy twang like, like your one. <laughs> yeah, Chris. where are you originally from actually? North, north London. That's why I've said oh, north with an F. Oh yeah, I've got, that's why I put an F at the end of north because you know, gonna... such places North London, it's north. North. London, north London, yeah. <laughs> You've moved up. I only found this out for everyone listening, found out last, what, six months ago that yeah. Sam actually lives about half an hour from me. We've been speaking <laughs> yeah. on Instagram for, for ages. For ages, yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're teaching him the real, the real, the Queen's English. Yeah. Um, it's so, funny. Um, it is funny actually you say that. Just, just a little, little joke is that um, my, uh, my wife's nan, um, she is really broad brummy. Um, you know, really, right. really, really got that the strong brummy accent. Um, and, when I sort of came in into her life, shall we say, um, I think she was quite sort of taken aback because in her words, exactly, she says she speaks the Queen's English. And then when I suddenly turned up, um, and although I joke about the North London thing, I've got, I feel like I've got quite a kind of a Hertfordshire-y sort of neutral yeah, it's not home, quite home, a... home counties accent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, so I was joined by my cat for anyone that can hear some scratching going on. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I think she, she was a bit annoyed that she suddenly realised that she didn't quite speak exactly like the Queen did. I think she thought that's, that's how she spoke. But anyway, as, as an aside, but do you know what? It helps a bit as, from a social media point of view. We talk about personality. You know, I've mm -hmm. got a story. My story is that, um, and now my cats are fighting by, by the side of me as well. So if anyone can hear some like, rawr, rawr, that's just, just my, my two cats just going, going at each other. Um, but, but she, um, sorry, the, the, the sort of the, the story behind, you know, from North London originally, I've, I moved up because my wife is originally from the Midlands and all this mm -hmm. other kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's part of my story that people can relate to. And I do get people reaching out to me that are both from where I grew up from because yeah. they knew where I grew up from and from people that are based near where I am now. And they, they almost reach out and say, oh, you know, there's a fantastic coffee shop that you must try. Or, you know, there's this pub down the road from you and it's great. And I really, I really like going there. And again, it's just, you know, the, the more the, you show the, of yourself, the more, the more you show, that's from. exactly, exactly. You've hit the nail on the head there. The more that you can show people of your day to day living. For example, I will upload things about business on my um, Instagram, on the social for brokers and my website design business. And it could be about uh, what's happening in the social media world or what's happening with TikTok in the US. People will watch it, scroll through it. As soon as I upload a photo of my desktop that has about 430 screenshot files on there, 14 folders and everything is everywhere. The amount of messages I had from people that were disgusted at the state of my desktop. <laughs> just 
it was nothing to do with business, but all these people were interacting and it, it's a conversation starter. Mm-hmm. Um, so then next time when they upload something about their business, I've already broken the ice with them. Because exactly. there's no way that you could walk down the street and comment on somebody's coat and start a conversation, but you can no. do it on Instagram. Completely yeah. normal. I know this is this is something that I, I I found out, and you know you're 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 more expert on this kind of stuff than me, Chris. But I always find as well what you, what people don't realise is it's so easy on Instagram, particularly. We talk about Instagram a lot, obviously. You know, we, we work on across all, all sort of forms of practice platforms and i know that you're, you're big on your linkedin as well um because I, I see you posting about that quite a lot but um yeah. instagram and instagram and i suppose linkedin to a certain extent you know a lot of these platforms you can just get in touch with anyone you can just send them yeah. a message you know and even if and even if it's literally just uh, you're scrolling through people's stories and you suddenly see something even if you're literally just reacting to that by pre- by swiping up and pressing on like the little smiley face button yeah. or something like that it still shows as a, as a, as a message and people might still come back to you on that. Like if, if someone reacts to one of my stories, I use that as an opportunity to interact with them. I ask them what, you know, what they thought of it. You know, if it was something, you know, whatever that it was, I ask them about it. Oh, has this happened to you? Oh, what do you think about that? Have, have, have you tried this? You know? And it, again, it's in a really it's, easy it's way. Of vested, it's got some interest, hasn't it? For yeah. people? And it's, Excuse me. It's a conversation starter, as you said, and there's no other way in this world now that you can do that. Email marketing, you can't do that. Paid advertisements, you can't really do that. Mm. The the idea of the stories, and this is why I really want LinkedIn to incorporate stories, because I would love to see how business people run their business. I've always been really interested in business and Mm. we're taught offline about processes and how people get from where they were to where they are today. I mean, you imagined, have you seen that thing about um, the Gymshark owner, Ben White? Yeah. So (laughs) my, my, uh, my, um, my wife actually went to school with Ben Francis. <laughs> uh, ben Francis, that was it. Yeah. Not really. And, uh, and I only found out yesterday. I think I think my, my sister in law actually went out with him for a bit. So uh, she must really? be kick, she must be kicking. I was going to kick herself there, isn't she? Going to take an half of that. I know, um, right? But imagine if he had been on LinkedIn or he had documented that whole journey. Imagine I know. how amazing that would be. And that's why sitting here, if we're going to create a business that is a multi-million pound business in 10, 15, 20 years time. Mm. How great would it be if we started documenting about a Thursday night when you're submitting a mortgage application and the cat's jumping on the laptop? Imagine in 10 years time, somebody coming to you and going, remember that story you put up when the cat yeah. was on the laptop? That's and it. That's, that's exactly that's, it. Yeah. And that's, that's, you know, it's funny actually, because considering that as we were talking about offline the kind of how me and my business partner work as a as a as a duo we complement each other massively because he really is he prefers to be you know um the guy in the chair do you know what i mean he, he likes yeah. to be the, the, the guy in the background doing doing the stuff and he's quite happy for me to be, be out front doing a lot of the marketing and all this other sort of stuff um but you know, he even he came to me and he said, you know, look, we've just started this business. It's, it's like one of the best things that's ever, one of the most incredible things that, that we've done in our lives so far. Um, he's not married, so he obviously didn't get obviously mine. He's like getting married. That was number one. Um, of course. So Which you needed to make very clear before. Very clear. <laughs> that was my, the best day of my life. Um, but, you know, we started this business. One of the most exciting things we've ever done. Like, we need to be documenting it. And we do. You know, we take, we've got pictures that we haven't necessarily posted yet of us, you know, first day in the office. And, and all this kind of stuff and you know maybe it would, would wait for an anniversary or something like three three four years in you know the, the, here's a picture you know if you can't believe three or four years have gone this this fast whatever you know and you, you yeah but it's true you know i mean it's, it's sometimes a little bit trickier during lockdown um to be documenting this stuff because i'm pretty much in the same room every every day um i'd much rather be out and about and be able to take pictures i'm here i'm meeting this person we're doing this you know, that kind of stuff is it's so even interesting. If you think about it. If so, obviously people listening to this, if you were a property investor or a mortgage broker and say, if your day looks like you wake up, you, you have your breakfast, you sit at the computer from eight o'clock in the morning till six o'clock at night when you're submitting cases. Well, if you, most people will think exactly like you've just said, well, it's quite boring. Well, actually, no, I think it'd be quite interesting to, find out how Sam Norris takes his coffee in the morning. Hmm. Is it one sugar? Is it, do you take sweeteners? I'll do that tomorrow. 
I'll do that well, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Are you on a healthy, healthy eating plan? Then when you sit down at the computer, what laptop do you use? Oh, this is my new laptop that I've just invested in. Find it really useful. If anybody uses this laptop, one of the, my favorite parts is you can click this on the keyboard and it switches screens. Yeah. Then a quick story about, look, lenders are really strict at the moment. I've got a Mr. Smith. I'm not going to go into details, but he, he, we went with one lender who wouldn't take his self-employed books, but this lender will do. So I'm going to put mm -hmm. in that. Then what are you having for lunch? A video of the cats jumping about. And after a whole day, I've learned a lot about you. Are you in the dining room? Do you have a separate study? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Does your wife work from home? And all of this stuff. Well, when I then, if I watch your content for two weeks, I pretty much know your life. Yeah. And I might text you saying, like you spoke about the Saracens earlier. Well, sorry, that was offline, wasn't it? That one. Yeah. Um, that'd be a great story to tell in a second. But <laughs> it's all about I would get to know you as a person and you would become a lot more relatable. Mm -hmm. Whereas yeah. if you just told me that you submitted a case 85% and had your lunch at one o'clock, I haven't really anything, got anything to go with. Do you know what? It's funny. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the Saracens thing um, because, yeah, you're right. I think it's quite, it's quite useful. But also remind me to talk about the, the other side of that as well, which people worry about, which is, the, which is the negative and people not liking it. But I was saying to you on, offline, wasn't I, that um, I literally had somebody reach out to me who wanted me to help them um, with their first buy-to-let mortgage or getting into the world of investing into property. And he eventually reached out to me because he found out that I supported Saracens and he supported Saracens as well. And we had that thing in common. Um, so actually our first conversation was all about how, you know, Saracens have just been relegated and isn't the world, you know, falling to pieces around us, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but we connected on that basis. But then, you know, I, we had a conversation and I'm helping him out and he's going to be buying his first property soon. Um, and, you know, the, that relationship, you know, he might have actually seen a lot of the stuff that I was, I was talking about and thought, this is interesting. The, the one tiny little thing that just went from he might be the person to help me to, he is the person I'd like to help me is, we both support the same rugby club. Um, and I think, one thing, but, but you know what, the, 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 the opposite side to that, and this is, this is what I was going to come on to, which I think is really, really key, is people are sometimes too scared to put themselves out there to that extent because they're fearful that there might be someone out there that really hates Saracens and so won't want to do business with them. Well, guess what? If someone hates Saracens, I probably don't want them as a client anyway. So, <laughs> do you know what I mean? They might send you a message. I mean, Saracens are rubbish, mate. Why do you support them? Yeah. They well, yeah. You could send it back there. In, exactly. Yeah. And, I, I, and I don't mean that people might be listening to that and go, what an arrogant prick. No, no, no. What I mean is, <laughs> like, if anyone hates, if anyone doesn't want to do business with me purely because of the, the, the team that I support, then that's just odd. That's just weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I meant by that. Not, you know, I don't want to do work with them because they don't love my team. No, it's not like that at all. It's just I would find that really peculiar that somebody wouldn't want to do business with me purely for the, the you know, the, the rugby shirt that I wear on a Saturday afternoon. It's a bit, a bit strange. But that might be happening for everything. I, I do believe that you shouldn't, you know, try and steer clear of really, really important stuff. Don't talk about, you know, anything political, poli political, don't religious, don't all that kind of stuff. Don't get involved in that because that's just opening up, a, you know, a can of worms. But you know, if you want to be a little bit controversial within your niche, there's nothing wrong with that because you'll, 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 you'll stimulate an emotional response from people, which is ultimately kind of what we're after because it's emotional responses that pushes them into that um, point of, of entry, maybe of, of actually reaching out and wanting to, to yeah. talk to you about something. And sometimes on, that then, doesn't necessarily be a, a, a positive thing. It might actually be a negative thing. Oh, do you know what, Sam? I actually disagree because... Um, blah 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 if you put it across in the nicest way people will net will generally come back to you in, in a nice way as well um and do you know what this this this, this goes off on us on a slight tangent but i was going to ask you about this have you any of your clients do they get worried about people sort of hating them online or people people sending the messages they don't they don't want or they're worried about putting themselves out there because of the negative feedback they're going to get um, definitely, especially the people that don't use Facebook themselves, because there's so much negativity that surrounds social media. Mm -hmm. Put the TV on, and it's all about well, kids are so vulnerable on on social media. Um, we can't speak. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's it's people that don't use it. What I do say to people though is, I say, well, ah, well, my job to work with you is to build an audience of people that want to deal with you essentially because mm -hmm. we're going to be building it with people slowly but surely what i don't want to do is get you 500 followers over the next six months and only two of them 200 of them actually want to do a mortgage 
Mm. I want to build it with people that one know what well eventually know of you and two will be a potential client um, you know, so it's go on no go on go on you, you carry on I was just going to say something on that on that point but you, you um, carry on so yeah it's, it's all about it's it's slightly different with us if I was running a paid campaign for mortgage brokers I think it could be very different because you do open up you open yourself up to people that haven't necessarily invited you into their feed Mm-hmm. And that's where I do see some negative. I don't run Facebook um, ads myself. It's something I'd love to get into. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm just really passionate about the design design side. So I yeah. don't go into that as much. Do you know, um, I was going to say on the, um, in terms of the, the trying to get people that want to interact with you, want to like you. I actually ran a story, which I've just realized I didn't complete. <laughs> it's okay. literally just popped into my head. Um, but I said, um, it was off the back of talking about the, the 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 number of posts and stuff. But I said, look, you know, I um I was thinking about ways in which to improve my social media. You know, looking at my engagement levels and all that kind of stuff. And I came up with a pretty controversial way of doing doing it. Um, and it was that I downloaded an app called Followers Plus. I'm sure there's loads of that different apps uh, out there to to help you. And it's just it's a way of just gleaning more information about what's going on on my Instagram. And I realized there's a lot of people that follow me that are basically what we call ghost followers that don't actually contribute at all. They don't like, they don't engage, they don't comment, they don't share, they don't save. And so I went down, I went, I scrolled down and every single one that I came across that didn't have a profile picture, um, I basically, I clicked on them and I made them unfollow me. I removed them as followers. I removed followers. See, that is, you won't hear that on all your Instagram growth hack series podcasts. And you've heard it here first. Sam Norris deletes his phone. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> I delete them all. But it's, I, the way I see that is, is that um, some, some, and somebody might have listened to that and gone, hang on a second. So you're stopping somebody from, from getting information. No, no, no. I'm, that person is not getting information from me because Instagram is not showing them my stuff anyway. Um, so all it's doing is it's stopping me from actually getting a higher engagement level and Instagram push, pushing my stuff out to more people that actually will want to see it and will find it valuable. It's all about value at the end of the day. Like I said to you, this is not sales. This is giving value to people and giving them the opportunity to make a decision whether they, well, at some point in the future, might want some kind of working relationship with you. That's It's a long, long game. Um, and so for me, I was thinking these people... I don't know how they've come across me, um, but a, a lot of the ones I, I, I removed, they were basically just non-existent kind of uh, profiles Fake anyway. Profiles, yeah. And, you know, people don't, don't, don't get this, is that if you've got people that are following you that are not interacting with you, um, two things, either you're not putting out good enough content, um, so as blunt as that sounds, you need to think about that, or two, um, they're just ghost followers. They're just they're, they're never going to interact, and actually, they're they're caused they're actually damaging your ability to work within yeah, the exactly. algorithm to push yourself more and, and and increase your engagement level even even further. So, yeah, everyone uses the how many followers you've got as kind of like a gauge on how good your profile is. Um, well, actually, the the gauge on how good your profile is is your engagement rate, um, and I, you, yeah. you probably know these stats better than me. But I was told apparently. Um, the top influencers in the world will get an engagement level of about 12% of their, um, of their, um, their followers. Yeah. Mine is about two or three, which apparently is really good for somebody oh, yeah, it's that, doesn't, that doesn't have very many followers in, in the ground yeah. scheme. I don't, I don't have millions. So any people are looking at their engagement rate and, and something like this followers plus app is really, really helpful for people to actually be able to see that engagement level. Um, but if your engagement level is, is anywhere below one, then you need to really think about your strategy and you really need to think about, you know, do I have the right followers? Because some people might have started with like a, their own Instagram or whatever. And then, yeah. And then turned it into a business page, in which case you've probably got a ton of people that are following you that are friends from school that are not interested in what you're posting about. That is not the good, a good use of that, of, of your time posting well, this to is, those people. This is where it's a, it's a great point because um, the so- social for brokers that I set up, I'd set it up in lockdown um, just, just before lockdown essentially. So what I had was I had my personal Instagram, which 
I look after, it's like my personal one of photos, but I also run it for um, local businesses. So local business websites, local business social media. And a lot of my friends have businesses or have given me recommendations off the back of that profile. Mm. The last thing that I wanted to do was then to spout everything about mortgage brokers in my personal one because all of my friends wouldn't even want to know about it exactly. so that's where i set up a separate one of social for brokers and my whole audience is just mortgage brokers property investors um it's that kind of audience so people that, that like be, to listen to what you're telling them yeah exactly Simple. i've built my audience for the content that i want to put out there and it's exactly the same with linkedin as well mm-hmm. exactly the same um it's just building the audience of the people that you I don't want to say want to sell to because we haven't, we, we've tried to veer away from that today to say, but we, I want to create an audience that I can bring value to. And Do you think LinkedIn is more of a salesy type platform um, than, than some I of the others? Like, is, is it allowed a bit more, do you think? Um, not many people sell on there anymore, to be honest with you. It's, LinkedIn is pretty much what Facebook was five, six years ago. It's all about building relationships with people. Um, and LinkedIn has taken it to that next level because it's your personal profile. It's no longer a business platform. I, I love it. Every morning I will connect with, um, you can connect with 97 people per day up to, I think it's about 3000 per month. Um, connect with those people and spend half an hour just engaging with people. And I would say 90% of my leads come through LinkedIn from customers Amazing. because my whole um, in sorry, my whole network is just of potential customers. So whenever yeah. I put content out there, it's always out those people. See, I, I'm, I need to learn from you, Chris, because I've probably got, in fact, I think I might even have a hundred connections pending on there in terms of like right. people, that have, reached out, on there. people that have reached out to me because you know, I, I, I like LinkedIn. Don't get me wrong. I do like LinkedIn. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I because I really enjoy Instagram and I really enjoy YouTube and I really enjoy my podcast and I actually I actually really enjoy Twitter. This is this is this is a platform that Dude. people people think of they've forgotten. I love using Twitter, um, mainly to talk about Facebook and uh, sorry, mainly to talk about uh, Saracens and how bad my football club Barney FC are. <laughs> okay, um, but but um, yeah, LinkedIn. I almost I, I mean I've said it quite a lot. I'll go onto LinkedIn. This is like connection, connection, connection request. Um, and uh, and because because I'm like you, I like to interact with people. I don't like to just accept a request and then they fade into obscurity. I go on to usually I go on to LinkedIn if I'm honest with you because I'm trying to track somebody down. Um, so I'm like, yeah. oh, I need my my, my contact at that lender is gone. And although I've got somebody else, they're a bit high up for this. Let me you know let me try and find somebody else that's at that same sort of level. That's that's what I use LinkedIn for most of the time. But LinkedIn, and, that person that you talk about, John Smith. Uh, wherever it might be you may have interacted with one of his posts three months ago mm-hmm. that was about um the saracens or something because it's getting a lot more personal yeah yeah that you wouldn't have to search him for them you'd have them as part of your network and yeah. you could speak to them and say look i need a hand john any chance you could help me out with this so it's exactly the same as instagram just yeah. it's just people people think it's a place to go i mean i love it because so many people haven't found out about it do you know yeah. what I mean? That's that's where organic I, reach is insane, isn't it? On on, on LinkedIn at the moment. But yeah. do you think that this is um, again? You know, you're connecting with lots of people. You're interacting with those people. Um, on Instagram, we know that, and and even worse on Facebook. That if you just put out a post, for example, most of your followers aren't going to see it. Um, and so, actually, to an extent, if you had 20,000 followers say on on Instagram um, only a very tiny percentage of those people are going to potentially see it first off so if it's not that fantastic people aren't going to see it anyway on LinkedIn if you've got 2,000 connections for example there's a high high uh, chance that if you're if you've sent every single one of those a private message in the last month um, that they're all going to see that post and the, the reach is just going to be insane the reach is insane on there it is it's I would say the one thing that I would do is really try and invest time in LinkedIn at the moment. That, that would be my go-to Instagram. I think, I think the release of an Instagram business community would make Instagram explode. Do you imagine if you could set up a group where you could invite everybody into your group, like a Facebook business page, essentially, 
where they could interact with your content and they choose to see your content. I think that that would change Instagram overnight in terms of organic reach, but I know where they don't want to do it because they want to increase their increase people's ad spend. That's yeah. what it is. Well, like, this is what I've said to people before actually about LinkedIn is actually one of the reasons why the organic reach is so good is because actually their ad platform is pretty poor. And so they're craving content. They don't have many, as many content creators as Instagram and Facebook do. Um, their ad platform isn't as advanced and matured as, as Instagram and Facebook's is. And therefore, they're crying out for, for content. So, you know, I see it. I see people's contents, even if one of my, other, my, one of my connections has liked it. You know, if one of my connections has liked another one of my connections posts, I will see that post. Like that's, that, that is, that's, that's not Facebook used to be like. That's yeah. exactly what Facebook and all we're doing is we're just jumping from platform to platform. So we can't, we can't sit here and bitch and moan. We can't say oh, um, Facebook isn't as good anymore and Instagram it because people have done this for hundreds of years. It used to be people used to advertise in the paper. Mm. Then the radio came along. So we had to move to the radio. Then people started putting letters through leaflets, uh, through letterboxes. Now mm. that's dead. So they've moved to moved to TV and adverts. And then TV went to our email. We're just, whatever's hot, we're going to get on it. And that's, mm. that's the joy of social media. Some people don't like it because by the time you get used to one channel, something else pops up. But do you know what I think that actually, and this is why I say to people all the time, is the strategy is pretty much the same across all, all social media platforms. The, the mechanics of it, I, like, I liken it to musical instruments. If you think of every single platform as a different musical instrument, if you learn how to read music, you just have to learn the mechanics of playing that instrument. Re reading music is understanding how social media works, which is that if you put out good content on a regular, consistent basis, you interact with other people and you message them and you get on, then that, that works no matter which platform you're on. So wherever, you know, we're seeing maybe the demise of TikTok, we're not too sure what's going on there, but, you know, obviously now Instagram just started reels to combat that anyway. But, you know, no matter what platform it is, the next one might be, you know, Zigzog or whatever, and that comes along and that's completely new. Just and you just go on there, you put out good quality, regular content, you interact with other people's content and you send the messages. You do that. You're onto a winner. It's just unfortunate you've got to do it consistently over a long period of time. Yeah. Be consistent, be yourself. And when I say be yourself, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to release videos and talk about yourself. What I'm saying is when you put a social media post out, make sure it's in your voice, make sure it's the way that you would want to speak. Mm. I have a couple of clients who love the jokey aspect of social media. So some of their posts every week, like I do three posts every week for brokers one of their posts is like a really bad dad joke. And then the next, um, next week, there might be... I love um, your dad joke posts, by the way. <laughs> the Monday, Monday ones, yeah. They're my favourite, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's things like that that's different that you wouldn't have thought that people would do. And then I have other clients that are very, they're very formal. Um, they, they want to make sure that they appear formal on social media because they're going to appear formal when you come to their appointment. Yeah. So... Building your personal brand and being yourself on social media. We're not talking about releasing videos. If you're not comfortable doing that, okay. But make sure that the way that you type, the way that you express yourself on social media is true to yourself. That's mm -hmm. all I would say. Yeah, completely. It's a good, it's a good, uh, good way of finishing, Chris, mate. I, I could, I could literally sit here and just chat about marketing and social media <laughs> all day. We've already, um, I said, I said to you beforehand, I said, look, we usually try and keep it to 40 minutes. I don't think I've ever managed to keep one of these to 40 minutes, but especially <laughs> not when we're talking about one of my favorite subjects, but um, look, Chris, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, and I've been, me. I've been meaning to get you on for so, 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 so long. Um, so yeah, I, I really do appreciate your time. Now for anyone uh, that wants to come along and follow you, or maybe even someone wants to sort of catch up with you and, and get some ideas or even, or even ask you to help them out with their business uh, from a, from a social media point of view, how can they go about doing that? So if you search for me on Instagram, so it's social for not the numbers, F-O-R brokers, um, or Google my website, I'm on there, got my Google business set up, um, or you can get me by email, chris at socialforbrokers.com. I'm on all the social media platforms, LinkedIn, as you can probably imagine, I'm massive on at the moment. So uh, yeah. get me on there. Well. I'm gonna, I'm literally gonna go and check you out on LinkedIn straight after this. Yeah, I we're gonna have it. a, a social media class. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but um, yeah, thanks very much for that, Chris. And all those um, links will be in the show notes below anyway. So anyone, everyone will be able to uh, to click on those nice and easy now. Before I let you go, um, you know what's coming. I've told, I've warned you. 
the the chocolate question is upon us chris mm. what's, what's your favorite chocolate and don't dis, don't disappoint me because you're a fellow midlander so it's got to be good yeah oh now so are we going to do a top three here we're going to do a top three. i'm all right with that i, I feel like okay. i need to get the old um uh, uh what's it called like radio one uh the music the do 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 yeah, do yeah. <laughs> in, in number, in number three <laughs> was his name tony think, blackburn is that really yeah was? that's it i think <laughs> we'll go with we'll go with milker bar for number three. Oh yeah wow left field big left field there. yeah no there's another there's another one in there that's and i think then we're gonna go a mint oreo dairy milk i didn't even know that was a thing yep now you do i'm actually it's writing that down mint <laughs> Oreo dairy milk. That that dairy I mean milk. that sounds almost like my perfect chocolate bar. All right, so, see the dairy milk Oreo is great, but then the yeah. mint takes it to the next level. No way. This is the stuff. Do you know what? This uh, is one of the, the best things about doing this podcast. And asking people, I didn't, I didn't know that the Twix, the caramel, uh, sort of caramel Twix, was uh, was around until yeah, um, that's Helen white Twix as well. Is a is a strong choice. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have tried it. It's not, it's not one of the best, but you know, if I, if it was, if it was put in front of me and I had to, I'd probably go for You'd it. Be forced to. Yeah. Go on, and then number, number one, one is going to be Galaxy Caramel. Galaxy Caramel. I, I see. I was about to get one of those for the missus the other day. And I couldn't remember whether she preferred the normal caramel and uh, the normal galaxy or the one with the caramel in it. So I went with the normal because I thought it was a safe option. But yeah, mm. they're always good in the um, where do they what do they come in? Do they come in the heroes uh, boxes? Um, yeah, I do yeah yeah celebrations or something. The share, the share size, like the the, the, the one that's as big as your, <laughs> big as your TV screen. Yeah, but that's that's the one. Do you? I find actually that when it comes to to chocolate nowadays, you um. The, the, the standard bar size has got small, so you have to go for the big ones anyway. Yeah, you have to, because otherwise yeah. it's just like a, a little fun size one, isn't it? There's yeah. one question I wanted to ask you, because this is something we spoke about. What would you say is your most controversial thing? What would you, if you were to say a statement or something that's really uh, controversial? I've said it, I've said it all the time. Like, I, it's the fact that I keep blasting that people put too much uh, importance on interest rates when it comes to, Is it? Um, yeah, I, I say this all the time. Um, and yeah, I get some backlash off of, off of that. Um, Is it because you can play around with people's terms or it all depends on their situation? You know, it's, 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 you know, it's literally because people, it, 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 I've seen it, I've seen it ruin people's property career and that's not an understatement i've got clients that okay. have not been able to get over the fact that they have to have a three percent rate instead of a two percent rate to achieve what they want to achieve they've not released equity from their existing portfolio or they've not bought that first property that can start them on their journey they've not redeployed funds elsewhere they've not really? built a bigger portfolio i've literally got a client at the moment um and he is trying to get into serviced accommodation. Serviced accommodation is a specialist type of um, of property of property strategy. Um, therefore, you need to get a specialist mortgage for it. And um, the cheapest rates on the market are somewhere in between sort of three, three and a half percent. And he's literally come back to me and said, "That's too expensive." And I said, "It's not too expensive. It's not actually too expensive." It's the cheapest. You've actually qualified product. for the best product available for what you want. On the, you should be really happy, you know. So if you want to go off and do these really specialist strategies, you've got to pay for it, unfortunately, because you can't just go to yeah. Barclays down the road and get a one point four five percent, you know, residential mortgage. It's not things. a standard. You're having to have a specialist mortgage for a specialist type of property. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like taking a paper aeroplane into the Battle of Britain. You don't do it, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you get a specialist machine to, to take down those blooming Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry for any Nazis listening. Sorry, that was a bit controversial, wasn't it? I don't think you'd want them listening. To be fair, no, nah, no, no, no. Sorry, Nazis, you're off. You've got your own you, different, different podcast. Your own podcast. You. Yeah. Get your own bloody <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, that's that is that's my sort. That's of your most controversial. Yeah, thing. and I keep this is this actually goes back quickly circling back to a bit of social media stuff is it's okay to repeat yourself on social media. It's okay if there's something yeah. that's really, really important to say it again and again and again. Don't, you don't need to hammer it till, you know, till, till the cows come home, whatever, and, and bore people, but you can take a concept and you can create multiple versions of it. The forget about interest rates thing, I've posted about over and over and over and over and over again in various different guises because the, because the message is just so important. 
Um, it's a good point. Sorry to keep on going on, and I'll, I'll, this will be the last thing I'll say. But talking about repeating yourself um, at the beginning of the of when I started the Instagram page, I, I, I put out loads of tips about social media, and one of them was that you can use websites like Pixabay and Pexels to get royalty-free images. Mm. Well, at the beginning, I released this story, told people about how to do it, didn't get anybody really respond to it, wasn't expecting to did exactly the same thing two months later and had loads of messages saying, Chris, such a good tip. Thank you. Because mm. those people, the way that the Instagram algorithm works might not have seen that post. Yeah. So me by putting it out another month, uh, two months down the line, it got those people. So don't think you can just release something once and you'll get the traction. You need yeah. to be consistent with it. Absolutely. And that's why TV adverts on TV, they will run the same advert for six months because exactly. they might not hit everybody every time, but it constantly builds that brand continuity and that brand belief in people when they see the adverts. Indeed. Absolutely. What a good way to finish. Keep just awesome. keep, keep going, everyone. Just uh, just just keep <laughs> smashing out the content. Exactly. Chris, absolute pleasure Thanks on for having me. Really be. And um, yeah, everyone go and follow Chris and me and you will catch up very soon, I'm sure. Yes, catch up soon. Well, there you have it. Another one bites the dust, as they say. But let me ask you a quick question. Did you enjoy this episode? If so, please do subscribe to the podcast as well as rating and reviewing it. This really does help me get my podcast out to more people and I'll be eternally grateful. As well as this, are you in property and wondering what to do at the moment? Well, if that's the case, I've set up a fantastic new Facebook group called Social Media for Property Investors. Check out the link in the show notes below and join us where we will discuss all the things that you need to know to smash it on social media. See you later.